last week on Discount Heroes. As it blows <laughs> past you and then charges into the other three of you. And it continues 20 feet past you. I think I hear more of them coming from whence he came. Lightning shoots between his horns and he launches a guiding bolt. You've struck it with all these attacks. For not one moment did it break stride. You strike it with your axe, it breaks stride immediately and crumbles to the ground, sliding a few feet forward. Four goblins sprint out of the woods. It looks like they were in the process of chasing this thing. Splinterhead. (gasps) I'm just going to run at him as he's running at me and just bear hug him. What are you guys doing out here? Work. Work for boss. What is your boss's name? Jimothy. Do any of you speak common? I know some. I'm Flargle Buns. If you'll get rid of the boss, then we'll help you whatever way we can. I'm going to go drink with the goblins. They happily share with you. They seem pretty friendly. Using sap from the nearby trees and, and trying to, like, heal up the wounds of this thing. Uh, I'm going to cast Conjure Bonfire underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> Goodbye, friend. You will forever be remembered as part of nature. Something magical forms itself into one of those little dogs that you saw, and then he sprints upward towards the stars. What lies at the top of the mountain? Find out tonight on Discount Heroes. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic, character and story driven real play podcast. We're a group of five friends. There's five of us, right? They've been playing for, you know, a questionable number of years, 15, I guess. And we'd love to share with you the game that we love so much. Uh, we've got myself here, Brent the DM, and four other players here. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? What's up, y'all? This is uh, Copes. Copes is a druid from the Twilight, and he found himself amongst the stars with all the other beautiful satyrs. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. This is Demarock playing the bard now. And your name's what? My name's Aaron. (laughs) Uh, Hi, guys. This is Jared. I play the human barbarian Thrasher. And this is Matt, and I play the gnome wizard, Knox, who is excited that he didn't get blown up this week. All right, we'll see what we can do about that. Last week, (laughs) our intrepid adventurers encountered a strange wooden creature, which seemed to promptly attack them. After having downed the creature, they discovered it was actually fleeing from pursuing goblins. Recognizing one of them as the infamous Splinterhead, they captured him and learned that they had recently acquired a new boss, Jimothy Quirty a name that had been read on a gravestone previously. He'd ordered them to enter the town, attack and kidnap people to bring them back and be made into these strange wooden creatures. The goblins, led by Flargelbuns, were happy to offer their assistance in taking down Jimothy. And that's where we find ourselves. That was fucking great. I feel like I was just there. (laughs) That was awesome. 
That's exactly that's that's exactly what we did. Yeah, you're just trying to walk back on what you did last time. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that I hit that tree. I'm kind of sad that I didn't hit those goblins. There's a lot going on. Actually, yeah, Thrash, that was kind of, you know, flip-flop for your whole thing, right? Kill the goblins. <laughs> what, what am I doing over there? <laughs> I'm just glad I got that Comprehend Languages spell out just in time to really save the day. Make sure I handled that whole situation just right. Yeah, you really understood what was going on. Copes has his hands up and he is reveling in the experience that just happened to him as these spirits and spirit float up into the heavens. And he also doesn't understand why Demi is just playing, like throwing some playful banter towards this other party members while this amazing thing is happening oh sorry man so i get wrapped up in like the revelry sometimes i just wanted to join in on the high fives and stuff but you're right like yeah revelry that doesn't make any sense no you got wrapped up in not the revelry. even in a moment of spirituality like i find happiness like it's i'm i'm free like the wind yeah okay did we just sacrifice the whole creature that was not a sacrifice that was an honor He's gone, bro. All right. <laughs> I don't think were you was Cubs burning him alive though? No, I sacrificed him. Yeah, but in a good way. It was like a Viking burial way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we buried him. We didn't sacrifice him though. We freed him. Freed his soul. I freed him. Yeah. Yeah. I love how y'all are arguing about not doing revelry while Knox is over there just drinking with goblins. Like, guys, come join the revelry. This is great. I thought we released a soul into the heaven, but it sounds like he was murdering this guy and I was just joining in. God, this is my third cult. No, of course I wasn't. No. You guys got me all the way into the mountains. Let me, uh... <laughs> Dang it. I should have known. There was a go guy. And I got tricked into another this cult. This with a sword and... Hey, that's offensive. The barbarian, come on. How typical. God, every cult's got a barbarian. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it, my dad's going to be so mad. God. <laughs> I told him, no more cults. Is- Guys, I think I think we need to get moving on. I only got an hour to understand these goblins, and obviously it was so important in the last time, so. All right, well, I'm a part of you guys now, so let's take me to your leader. Copes, is- as he's standing there with his back to y'all in his hands up towards the fire and as the ashes shift to the stars he accepts what happened and he turns around and uh, he runs over to join the crew you ready to go copes feeling good yeah brother i'm feeling good i'm feeling like things are in the places they need to be and uh let's go all right you're kind of sick little dude but let's go no i feel great no monkey pox no covid19 everything's good to go hey on a quick note when i got ad blocked for posting our podcast, you are not allowed to post anti-vaccine shit. It is literally in there, in there, in their shit. Well, just put a pro-vaccination message in there. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't have said discount heroes yeah. like pure COVID. Like <laughs> they don't want that. Yeah. Knox is gonna look over at Thrash and be like, "Hey, Thrash, you, you think it's time to go, man? Should we uh, go check and see if we can help these guys out or help us out through them?" He pulls his axe out, holds it up, and says, "All right, Florgo bum." Let's get you a promotion. That's so gangster. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> People helping goblins, you know? I bet his name is like John, but he had to say it in Orcish. So, you know, like there's a <laughs> language barrier translation issue and it came out as Flargobum. 
<laughs> like a bad Google search. All right, so are those three little spirits still hanging around, Brent? All right, so after the ritual completes and the spirit ascends to the skies and the stars, they descend downward and they float around fitfully, darting here and there. They seem to be floating around you in particular. Ooh, interesting. So I've got a... So Dimrock has traveled a little bit, and he's a little... You know, he's been around a couple different places, so I speak common as well as demon, obviously. But I also know a little bit of giant and a little bit of fairy. So I want to kind of like look towards him and in fairy say... What is fairy? Did you just pick that? Because that's not a language, I don't think. There's Sylvan. (laughs) It's on my sheet I made like six months ago. I get two languages from something, and I'm sure I looked it up and saw fairy list as a language. Can we not just go with it? No, no, I looked this up myself. Okay, now we're going to focus on the rules? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yes, yes, and, bro. You could have just said Knox understands any language right now with his spell. All right, so, yeah, I also know a little bit of Giant and Sylvan. So as they're floating around me, I look at them and say, like, Hey, uh, you guys want to come along? They kind of look startled for a moment. That excites me. I'm excited to see they respond to what I say. They kind of float towards you curiously. Hey, uh, I kind of like... I say all this in Sylvan. Hey guys, I uh, like your vibe. Like, do you want to hang out a little bit? We're, you know, we're trying to do some good things up here, and uh, you know, maybe you could find a way to help. Flargobun decides to chime in here. Oh wait, no, he Flargobun doesn't understand Sylvan. Never mind. Oh, but he will chime in. I've seen these things before. They like to come around while we're playing music and dancing. They'll stay with us if we keep playing some music, but they always run away when we start fighting. Oh, right on, dude. And I'll reach into my tunic and pull out a flyer, and I hand it to him. I say, hey, man, you ever back in town? Check me out. I'm usually playing on the weekends at Frog Bellows. Best band in town, man. Just come on by if you got a minute. Huh. Me and the other two guys that wear a coat into town. It's like, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely come by and see that. I'm just kidding, bro. Stay out of our town. No goblins allowed. Knox looks over wearing his goblin mask. Hey, that's offensive. <laughs> Knox, how drunk, how drunk are you, bro? Like, hey, what? No, just, we gotta move on. It's not that you... And he just walks away. Matt doesn't even know how to pretend he's drunk. Yeah, I've never been drunk. <laughs> All right, if you keep playing some music, they dance happily around you, floating in the air, and they stay near you. You hear a little hum of their various other tones as they harmonize with you a little bit. Uh, did they respond to my last question at all? No, nothing is said. Okay, got it. But I do feel as if they might have understood. Maybe you get, yeah, some sense of, like, understanding there. They definitely responded in some way. All right, so you think those... I'm not answering anything. I said my line. All right, let's follow the goblins. <laughs> Flargobuns and crew <laughs> start heading into the forest. They can kind of... Can that be our first shirt? Flargobuns and crew. Oh, God, yes. That's so good, <laughs> I'm man. so sorry, Brent, but... No, it's like just, it's too long, too, to put flogger buns. Like, it's like stretching to the armpits. You gotta, like, rotate so people can read it. <laughs> What's that Flargo say? Flark? Buns. Flargo. Oh, Flargo. my God. That, that was buns. a waste of time to read that. So, you guys couldn't ask questions of flogger buns with comprehend languages up, but they begin leading you. They're heading in the same direction as that black streak of something that I described on the ground at the end of last episode, beginning of this one. Remember at the top of the mountain, I described this black, viscous 
something on the ground that vaguely reflected the skylight above, and it headed in a trail up towards the top of the mountain into the desiccated forest above. I'm going to hop up. Eh? Flargle. Hey, hey, Flargle. So what's going on in the forest, man? Like, I live in the woods, and I just... This is a tainted and sick forestscape. I just don't understand. How long have you been here? We goblins been here for many years, many, many years. Never something like this. He shivers at the thought of whatever you've reminded him of. I can tell this is like upsetting, like what's changed. This obviously isn't normal. I can tell that. When on the day we were sent to the city to attack, Harpies were supposed to come too to kidnap people while we distracted people in the town. But when we returned to the mountain, the things were dead everywhere. We, we don't know what happened. You left and then you came back and things were changed. So, and Jimothy told you to do this? Saw Jimothy, he overpowered us easy. The harpies, he took their eggs from their nest. We only help him because we scared of him. The harpies worried for their young. Hmm. Okay, here's the deal. Lead me somewhere we can get some kind of advantage on Jimothy. And we're, we're going to help you because we're not going to put up with this. We're going to make sure that nature prevails just as Jarmombafart. <laughs> I haven't made up a name for that constellation yet. Intended. So please take us where I can help. You see his veins pop, sweat forms on his brow. You see the gears turning in his mind, searching for something anything ah the blacksmith she'll help us she hates jimothy too blacksmith on the mountain thank god i did not want to the agility shortcuts to get back to that town are like level 78 plus she's nice we know her she lives here she would give us treats sometimes treats are like you're an adult right everyone loves treats you're never too old for a treat. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I know. I get it. What kind of treats? She she says she has us test them. Ugh, bubbling bottles of different colors. Mm. Liquids. Mm. Mm. She's held captive. Alliterations. I'll test some treats. Where's she? Jimothy took her. Let's go to her. Had her do things to his body. Oh. She added metal pieces. To, to, let me tell you this. All my friends are super cool, but if you tell Thrash that there's some secret drinks up here, you might get some super good help. Uh, they're really good. Sometimes they make us float. Sometimes they make us blow up like a balloon and we roll around. Sometimes they give us real bad, real bad diarrhea. Hey, Thrash! Hey, Thrash! What's up, man? They got some super cool drinks to make you float. <laughs> 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 Drinks. They got some drinks up here to make you float, bro. Drinks, please. She has them at, at her home. It's here on the mountain. Lead the way, now. So I guess it's... Shut up, lead. He points back the way you guys came. It's further down the mountain. Go! You don't want to upset this guy. I'm telling you, just lead. He's literally going to cut your fucking head off if you don't go. Wait, how, how, how far? Maybe... One hour walking. You would have passed it on the way up. Jesus. Surrounded by this this strange grass that the blacksmith likes to collect. Oh, it's the cave. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a house. We took the cliff. It's a house? Yeah, she lives there. Big metal door. She's not there now, though. Ugh. Trapped in the cave. Jimothy keeps her captive. Forces her to work. 
Okay, guys, I think we're back where we fucking started 10 minutes ago. Let's thank you. Go to Jimothy. Take us now. Forget the potions, guys. Like, we need to figure out what's going on and help everybody. Yeah, Jimothy now drinks later. Uh, okay, let's go. As Flargo Buns leads you along this slick black path heading up into the forest, you pass by on the, the left side. You see the ruins of a nearly destroyed cottage, wooden cottage. Only about half of it remains standing. The other half seems to have just disappeared. You don't see any remains of beams or slats of wood. It's just a pile of dust. Maybe not even that big of a pile. Probably long blown away in the wind. Uh, Dimmerark runs up to it and kicks it in with his big part demon, half demon foot. And says, shat check! Just wants to kick the front door open. The front door busts easily off the hinges. Whatever. They probably don't have hinges. It just They have hinges. <laughs> <laughs> Love that decision you made. Very decisive right there. Yeah, very decisive. You fucking decide. You know what, guys? Hinges. This world, hinges. Expert world building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. You see the remains of someone's domicile at one point. Clearly, they haven't been here for a little while. Most of the furniture is just blown away. Looks like rats or maybe other creatures have gnawed away at the fabric that once remained here. You pretty much only see like, you know, half of the furnishings still there. All right, I'm going to do a quick, I mean, is it like a one room thing? That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, just a single room cottage. Yeah. Okay. Do I see anything of interest or you want me to roll an investigation perception? You see a, the only thing that's left is a bed. And a single chair that looks like it was pulled up to a desk at one point, but the wall and desk are definitely missing. I leave. Let me, I'll check out the bed. Yeah, so I'll just walk into the bed, just do a quick check, pull it up and shake it out. Shake it out? Oh, I'm imagining like a mattress, like a stuffed hay mattress on the side of a mountain. Yeah, actually some, some papers fall out. Pretty old looking sheafs of paper. Yeah, scoop them up, check them out. On each of them is a an expert craftsman must have drawn these. They're drawings of people. One of them has a, a group of people, one of each who is featured in the other photos. Each one has a name beneath it and a small note written on the back. What photos? I mean, yeah, they're portraits, you know, but the first one you look at is a pretty handsome looking gentleman with a pair of dark glasses on that shade his eyes. And the name that's written on the bottom is Jimothy Q. Okay, so it's like a charcoal drawing or like pencil drawing. Pencil. But in high detail. Yeah, very high detail. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. The other ones seem to be other family members of the QWERTY family. How many in total? There are five of them. You could see one of them who is approximately the same age as Jimothy. What's her name? Thrasher? Jismelda. Tamitha. Timothy. Tamitha. Oh, I love it. Tamitha. Tamitha. With a small note written on the back. It seems to be a simple note professing her love for, for Jimothy. Mm. And cherishing of the times that they spent together. The other three must be their children from looking at it. Was there anything written on the back of Jimothy's? A note from Tamitha says, We hope you enjoy these photos to remember us by. We're devastated that you have to leave, but we know it's for the best. Love, Tamitha. Mm. So they are photos. How telling. Oh, are, yeah, are they photos? I mean, that's what they're intended to be. Okay. <laughs> right, and just for reference, I'm sure it says the name of his children at the bottom of each photo. It does, yeah. And those names I read are... How many kids were there? Three. Uh, how many boys, how many girls? You decide. 
We're going to go with their three young boys named Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Mm, I come back out to my team, and that's why you always do a shack check. Uh, guys, check out this, like, check out this evidence I found. And I show them what I found with Jimothy and his wife and his three kids, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And I say, like, hey, go- Goblin Dude, is this who we're looking for? Is this what he looks like? He squints at it. Yeah. He is an old man. Doesn't look like this. Has the same glasses, but he's very old now. Do any of these portraits look familiar at all? Like somebody that maybe I or anybody else, you know, has seen a portrait of somewhere? Maybe you could roll. History check. I have my doubts. That's going to be a six for me, so. Nope, never seen them. Uh, Knox got a ten. Neither of you know anything about these names or any of the people that are pictured here. But looking at the paper, it seems like the paper is pretty old. Very worn, thin, and fragile. I'm going to talk to... What's the goblin's name again? I can't keep track of this thing. Fargobuns. Hey, Fargobuns. Do you know what happened to this house? Was that something that just happened recently, or has this thing been down for a while? No, no. Ever since he gestures around himself, ever since this, it's been destroyed. No, no, it wasn't like this when we went to the town, but when we returned, everything was like this. Did anybody live here? Jimothy did live here, but he didn't bother us. He just kept to himself and just collected herbs and foraged for food. We didn't bother him, he didn't bother us, but when we saw him again, he he was different. He was like that creature. Knox pulls out the herbs that we found in the cave. There was a little sleeping bag with the herbs in there, uh, and he's going to show it to the goblins. Does this look like the herbs that he, he had been finding, or do you know anything about these? No, this is these are the herbs that grow around the, the, the smith's home. Oh, we, we found these in a cave just down the mountain. She always collects it puts it into a pouch like that always keeps it with her yeah we found it in a cave it looked like somebody had possibly been attacked there we found some torn sleeping bags and some scratches in the ground so maybe that's where she got taken from maybe this was hers he already had her chained up when we when we got back all right well now we know all about him take us there (laughs) so you head upward fawn this black path all of you would see this as you approach the edge of the very thickly forested top of the mountain, the zenith of the mountain, you see that there are tree stumps, mostly destroyed, dried up, collapsed. But you see, it looks as though the trees were tumbled over by something. It follows this black trail up the mountain. Yeah, Copes is going to walk up and lay his hand on the closest stump. Say, bros, there's something, something kind of wicked here. Uh, these trees are just torn asunder. This doesn't make sense. There's something. we got to be very careful treading our way. We're going to save this forest, or at least what's left of it. We'll stop this, whatever it is. Only if we keep going. Heading further up the mountain, you see further evidence of the destruction that I described before Flargobuns starts walking more slowly and then holds everyone to a stop. Off in the distance, he points. Looks like there is a rocky outcrop that juts out of the forest just slightly. Yeah, that's the way in there. That's where that's where you go into the, the lair. Can I understand this guy? No, he's speaking common. Yeah, Flargobuns knows common. I'm going to grab him. I'm going to grab him ah. by the collar. Give me some more information. Like this, you've you've destroyed a whole fucking ecosystem, a whole mountain, a whole forest. 
Like you have to know more than you're letting on. This is fucked up, bro. This is so fucked up. Well, there's the ship. What ship? He points at the black trail along the ground. <laughs> Up there, where the he points at it, where this ends. There's a ship. Hey, Florable Buns, is it an airship? What's a what's an airship? Does it fly? A fucking ship that's in the air, Largo Bunt. Uh, it appeared three nights ago. We don't know how it got there. On top of the mountain? Yeah, we thought it was crazy. Ugh. So you're telling me that this the whole thing has been... And you, you just didn't mention it. What do you mean? What would that have to do with it? Fuck you. Okay, listen. Oh, you mean like... Oh, it was the... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, 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 it was like, it was you, Fargo Buns, you did all this. And in that case, we're gonna kill you immediately. Yeah, I think it was the fucking ship. How? How would it get here? By the sky, who knows? I don't know. But I just went <laughs> British, I was again. Whoops, oopsie. <laughs> can we see the airship, or we just see the trail going up? So you can see the trail heading further up the mountain, the way place that Fargo Buns pointed as you cross that trail, going towards that, it's not in the same direction as the ship. But it's a large cave where Jeffrey Beats is. Yes, but you do stand among a mostly desiccated forest. Most of the trees are dead or collapsing randomly at various intervals. The ground's covered in this grayish ash, probably the remains of whatever plant life used to exist here. And it's easy going considering that any obstacles, you know, were probably pushed out of the way by something. All right, Goblin, we told you to take us to Jimothy. That's the plan. We're killing Big Boss. All right, there's two harpies perched up there. There always are. And he gestures towards the area above the the rock platform that's sticking out. All right, well, we're going to gonna take a nap here for eight hours. And then, ooh, you better be ready. After I take my long rest. Is, is it dark outside at this point? Or it's get pretty close? Yeah, bro, it's like 9, 12. No, he's talking about in the game. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It is nearing nighttime in game. It was a joke, guys. Can we see any light coming out of that cave? Are there torches or anything, or is it just pitch black inside? You don't see any movement from up there, but you do see the flickering of what must be either torch or campfire light, just from its ebbs and flows. Nox is going to look at Jimothy. Hey, man, you... Flargle buns. You mentioned the heart... Oh, dang it. Flargleman. Nox is going to look at Flargleman's. I cannot say that without just dying a little inside. Hey, uh, Flargleman's, do you think the Harpies, you mentioned they're not really a part of this, or they don't want to be. Do you think they could help us out, or we could at least pass through? Mm, they only care about their eggs. That's all they care about. I, I think they'll attack you. Would they attack you? No, they, they won't attack us. Okay, what, what if you pretended to be bringing us in as prisoners or something? Would they let you pass with us? You see him think really hard again. Maybe. Uh, we, we're not so good liars, though. Uh, ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was lie. Oh, you got me, you are? Man, you got me good. Oh, good lie. That was a good lie. That was really good. Got me good. What, what do you think, guys? Should we uh, see if we can have them sneak us in? 
Yeah, but only in pretend shackles. Like, I'm not really getting my wrist back. But I don't think there's much of a better way. How many goblins total are there with us? Seven plus one, eight. Okay. Uh, it could also be, instead of eight goblins with four prisoners, it could be nine goblins, and I gesture over at Knox with his goblin mask. <laughs> nine goblins, maybe a small animal, and only two prisoners. Yeah, that that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I was also already thinking about that, Thrash. So as you say the sentence, there could be nine goblins, you change. You see the hat on your head begin to take shape. Some kind of magic is occurring as your skin begins to darken into a green tinge and you shorten by about two feet. Who is this? Am I a goblin now? It's maybe not the closest to a goblin you could be, but you're like, that could be a goblin. Yeah. And that's Thrasher? (laughs) That's Thrasher. Thrash! What is going on? That's fucking awesome. Uh, apparently this hat that I got from Deathbeak is better than just an awesome looking hat. I'm going to kick him in the leg. Hey, hey, bro, respond accordingly, bro. You're in costume. Hey, look at me. I'm a goblin. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I fucking, I run away. <laughs> Knox gets immediately excited. Treasure! You're almost my height. I mean, you're still like a foot and a half taller, <laughs> but you're almost my height. It's closer. Close enough. Who's going to backpack me? All right. I'm super into this guy. I guess it's like 12 goblins and then just, I'm a prisoner. Yeah. Like, take me to your leader. Like, let's do the. Oh, we got him. I'm a goblin. Oh, I like it. Oh, oh what's your motivation though? Being a goblin. <laughs> Do you guys think I should turn into, like, a cool animal or something, and then it would just be one prisoner? I mean, I think that's... If if you want to do that, or if you need to save it, man. I don't know. Is that smart? I'm asking you guys. You're my best friend. I mean, I, since you clearly can just do that whatever, and it's, you know, you don't need to sleep or anything between doing it, then I think it's fine to just do it for no good reason. Yeah. So, like, okay. And then I turn, uh... I turn slap, slap into a uh, a turtle, <laughs> like a a little box turtle. Yeah, like a red-eared slider, like a box turtle. All right, I get down and I pick him up and I put the turtle on my shoulder. Yep, <laughs> and I say, "No, you don't no. make turtle noises." I look at Thrasher, bro. Turtle power, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I eat a huge slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm nope. Stop! You meant it was got great. A blue, just... No, I've got a little blue headband. I've got a little blue headband because I got some swords in there somewhere. All right, all right. I guess this is it. Then we're moving in. Tie me up on one of those sticks and hold me by like my feet and my hands and stuff. Yes. So we we hog tie Demi and put hang him on a stick between me and Knox. All right, lead the way, guys. Hey, guys, look, don't mind me. I'm just hanging around. Shut up, you're a prisoner. <laughs> I give him a little kick. Not a hard one, just a little one. Oh, Thrash, we're nowhere near the harpies. We don't need to do that yet. Goblin kick. All right, so the four of you, two of you disguised as goblins, one of you, I guess it's not a disguise, one of you is a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> just living my best life. I mean... I'm kind of a goblin right now, right? 
Yeah, you're you're maybe like four inches taller than the rest of them, but it's still pretty close. This was a hat he got from the harpy. No, from the emus. From the uh, yeah, from the emus. Remember, I got that feathered hat, and it it tingled when I put it on, and now we have an idea of what it does. Apparently, it's incredible. Does he still have the hat on? By the way, yeah, he got with a pretty little hat, or or did it like turn into something else? I'm gonna go ahead and call. Uh, just do this one. Yes, I am still wearing the hat. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going into the cave. So you all march up in your various disguises. Demirock being toted like a a tied hog up up towards the rock platform. As you approach the top, you step onto the the rocky outcrop, and you see that just inside there's a there's a cave that was just out of view. Yeah, a very tall mouthed cave with a campfire crackling in it. Uh, there's no goblins, but you see like bedrolls and the remains of food that were once eaten around here. See a pair of harpies perched at the top of the the the, the mouth of the cave. They caw. Damn it. Come on. <laughs> Give it. Yeah, you said just a come on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Tr- <laughs> Drink some water first. Yeah, drink some water. Let's get a good one. I need to go get some water. All right, go get some water and then get a good... Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it is. God, there yeah, it is. Yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> there it is. That's right. <laughs> like us on iTunes. <laughs> Please submit your best harpy sounds to us, however that would be possible. Just scream it outside. We'll hear it. Let's be very clear. Harpy sounds please the sounds of your harpies <laughs> yep stop please for the love of christ stop that you guys march up the the harpies call as described and uh clumsily flap down standing in front of the group of yous and who's gonna take the lead here is it gonna be flargo buns or one of the two people disguised well we don't speak goblin so i guess that's kind of a question yeah flargo i was gonna let flargo buns handle this one I feel like it needs to be the turtle. Shut up, turtle. It's actually me. What do you want, Harpy? Huh? You dragged me all the way up this mountain? Here I am. Just, uh, eat me. I give him another kick. Oh. oh. Ah, so you collected more humans. Good, good. But where are the other three? I'm talking to myself, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What language is the Harpy speaking? common actually okay they got away we're gonna go back and get them like right after this but we got we got this one we want to throw them in the cage with the rest of them and the damn it it's so weird just just talk to my (laughs) she looks discerningly over the group of you dimarok tries to appear like a little more plump a little juicy (laughs) and juicy plump like a feeling he trying to look like a juicy boy. Yeah, he tries to like strike a little pose, maybe while he's while he's strung up. Give me a couple deception checks for your disguises. Yours is, I think, yours gets a bonus thrasher because of the hat of disguise. No, mine gets a bonus because I'm literally a fucking <laughs> turtle. Yeah, I just said the two people disguised as goblins. Yeah, you're not disguised. You're just a turtle. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm good. <laughs> So do I just do I get advantage or do I get some added bonus? Oh god. 
It's against the spell save DC apparently, so it'd be just a set number probably. Well, it's it's bit, it's from an item, so it's like it's a set number. Well, if it's just my deception bonus, I get an eleven. Yeah, Nox got a six. But once he hears a harpy talking common, he has an idea. Not that it may help. Doesn't sound great. <laughs> so the harpy, the lead harpy, the one that's been talking to you, leans its its horrific face towards the group of you, specifically towards who got the lower of the two. That would be Nox. Specifically toward Nox. This one looks different. Why is it so ugly? Hey, we don't tell you how to do your jobs, and I don't think you need to tell us how to do ours, or maybe we'll be eating scrambled eggs for breakfast. Why don't you move out of the way? Ooh. Damn. Whoa, shit. Shut up, you're a turtle. (laughs) I know, but that was just so cool. How long does bardic inspiration last? Ten minutes. Such a cool thing he said. That's got to be an intimidation. Can I help him intimidate somehow? I want to, like, back him up with that. Oh, I have to roll? I thought that just sounded good. (laughs) (laughs) i thought he said such a cool thing that he was good oh that's a 19 for intimidation yeah he did Mm -hmm, he did see right so the harpy looks furious for a moment at the mention of their eggs (laughs) but you must have some kind of commanding (laughs) presence here like lifts up a talon to claw at you and then it stops for a moment and just looks at the group of group of you goblins there turtle included <laughs> and then it looks like it thinks better of it just put him with the rest of them and don't talk to me again and then they both flap up to the, the mouth of the cave the top of it <laughs> here i go deep into the tunnel to be another slave <laughs> nicely done matt that was good that should have gone so bad that was awesome i'm a little upset though as soon as we walk away i'm, I'm kind of like I'm not ugly. Ugly for a goblin. Jared. Oh, wait. What? You know what the ugliest <laughs> goblin is? The prettiest gnome. <laughs> Did your mentor say that? Snapple? No. I thought it was Jones Soda, to be honest with you. No, no, it's not. It's an injury your code here. You could win one free Diet Pepsi. Win one free lichen. All right, so you guys march into the cave. Yeah, is there any kind of chanting while we're marching down the cave? I ho, I ho, it's off to work we go. The goblins mostly argue amongst themselves while traveling, doing like Three Stooges kind of stuff, pushing each other over, <laughs> horse playing, snatching each other's hats off their heads. Why I oughta? I'm not going to mine iron for eight hours. That's ridiculous. There's not even a bank here to deposit it into. <laughs> Does one of them accidentally snatch the hat off a thrasher's head? No. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. I'll remember that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you walk past the fire. It's a pretty expansive cave. Extends about 40 feet wide. Extends about 80 feet with little other campfires and small, mostly burned out torches lining the cavern walls. The cavern juts to the left and then continues further inward. As you approach this little junction here, Flargobuns calls for a halt. This way, he points down the cavern to the left. So this is where they're they're keeping the, the smith. What do you think, guys? Should we go free the smith first? Maybe the smith can help. Is that the only thing that's down to the left here? That's where all of her tools are, too. The things that she uses to work on Jimothy's body? I, I don't know. 
I flip my little flipper so hard. Hey guys, uh, hey guys, my blood's kind of running to my head. Everything's looking kind of funny upside down. Oh yeah, and uh, I cut him down. Oh, don't cut me down. I'm enjoying. All right, yeah, I, I think we probably should go see if we could uh, get her out of here. I mean, we don't want we don't want him getting any extra help from her. Maybe she can help us. Maybe she knows some weak spots in his armor. Yeah, information. Something like that. I think we want to go into this as prepared as possible. That might be our best bet. Are these caves lit? Can can we see fairly well through them? <laughs> yeah, it's lit. Yeah, it's fucking lit. Is everybody like smoking weed and dancing in here? It's ironic that that's the joke we're doing right now. It's dim lighting, but it is lit. Goblins, onward. Uh, which way? To the smith. Towards the smith. Alright, alright, alright. So, you head down towards the cave. You see the remains of metal scrap lined up against the cavern walls, bits and pieces. And then you approach, you see off in the distance a, a cage forged from iron bars, or some kind of metal bars, behind which you see various workbenches stacked with tools, various little glass containers with bubbling liquids in them. Attached to the wall in front of the cage sits a woman, bound by hands and feet by chains to the cavern wall and a sack over her head. She's behind a cage? No, the cage actually has the tools and stuff in it. She's outside the cage. Really? Okay. So just chained to a wall. Uh, Yeah, I think we'll go up and pull the bag off her head. Most deaf. All right, so you rip the cap off and you see the person before you. Or rather, a stout lady, well-built. Her hair is a brunette tangled mess which hangs past her shoulders topped with a dirty cloth cap with a simple leather jerkin, pants lined to the seams with pockets. Though they're mostly empty now. She squints up at the, well, the big group of you and she begins backing away towards the wall. What, what do you want from me? You, you know you're not supposed to hurt me. Jimothy will, Jimothy will kill you if you do anything to me. Uh, I step out front in of the line of goblins and turtle, and pull my hat off, <laughs> so that I, you know, I presumably turn back into me. Yeah, you do. You do turn back. Her eyes widen in surprise. Hey, hey, now, now that's something you don't see every day. The turtle flips, does a front flip off his shoulder, and turns back into copes. Alright, you're laying on your back though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. And, it, and he just keeps rolling like he's got a shell even though he doesn't. No, I get to roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I just get to roll for that. Okay. <laughs> no, that's funny. I'll do that. That's fine. Uh, Fair Blacksmith, we're here to rescue you and kill Jimothy. I'm guessing you're not here to hurt me, it seems. I scramble up on my feet. Though I struggle to understand why you're working with these heathens, harmless though they generally are. That's offensive. Heathens? I thought these were nice people. They're just little green guys. Uh, they haven't caused any trouble for people in a while. I was hoping it would stay that way. Don't worry about it. This guy over here will cut him clean in half. The real goblins kind of back away. It almost seems like there's a little bit of fear that she's put into them. Do they take me with them? Like- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Go ahead and respond again. Sorry, I know you already kind of answered that. We're here to rescue you and to kill Jimothy. 
Now, that's the best news I've heard all day. Well, you've been in a sack, so I don't know if that's really that good of news. You're right. It's also the only news I've heard all day. <laughs> Therefore, it is also the worst news you've heard all day. <laughs> she looks around, but I can't free myself without some tools of some kind, and there's no way to get inside the cage where they keep my tools. He only lets me in there when he wants me to work on him. If only I had my tinker's tools, then I could crack this lock in no time. Knox quickly pulls out his set of tinker's tools. He's like, ah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? He also pulls out a set of thieves' tools. I could probably just pick that lock for you so you could get your tinker's tools, and then we could put you back in here, and then you could get out on your own. My bag. How did how did you find it? I, ex- excuse me? This is clearly not your bag. The tools. He's like, that's my bag right there. You found it in a cave further down the mountain? Yeah, which... Hold on. He, he turns around and looks behind him. I, I don't... Yeah, we did. We definitely did. Oh, th- oh, thank you so much for bringing him. That's where we found it, right? Not. Well, I mean... Yeah, that was the plan all along, was to find you and give you your tools. Yeah, we found him in that cave, Knox. All right, quick, quick side break. Did we find tools in that cave? Because I don't remember. Yeah, you found her bag. And it had the Tinker's tool. No, I literally have a bag with Tinker's Tools and Thieves' Tools in them. Oh, I thought that's what you were referencing, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, that was already you? Yeah, that was already me. We definitely did find her bag, though. Did I take the Tinker's Tools? Yeah, I think I also had her bag of stuff. I've got, like, two bags. <laughs> I've got two bags on, and Knox just keeps looking at his own bag. No, I don't have your stuff. I mean, I've got my stuff. I've got this other backpack, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Oh, that's that's actually it. <laughs> I thought it was that other bag, but it's that one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me here, here. Take take whatever you need. Uh, and he's gonna hand her the tools and see if that's enough for her or if if he can help her at all. She clumsily opens it with her hands shackled and pulls out some very finely maintained tools and begins working on her shackles. And after a few moments, she undoes both of them. Ah, uh, that's much better. Now, you said you could break into the that cage there? Uh, I, I might be able to get in there. I've got some experience picking locks. Well, good, because my tools aren't so good for a lock like that. Try to kick the door down. Assuming that's a strength check, that's going to be a an 11. 11? Yeah, you struggle, veins popping, but the door doesn't move. Or... Like, that's, an iron, that's, a, that's an iron cage there. It's going to be pretty hard to break it open. It. Uh, It's nice to see a gentleman. Knox pulls out a small set of thieves tools out of his backpack, some little lock picks and whatnot, and he's going to go and give it a shot to see if he can open these things up. I don't know exactly what the role for that would be. I have proficiency in thieves tools. Is that just uh, a dexterity plus proficiency then? Yep. I'm just going to roll slide of hand because it's the same thing. Uh, That's an 11. Six plus five. Uh, You don't unlock it on the first try, but after focusing your energy a little bit more on the second try you're able to pick it open the gate swings open it starts to creak very loudly can't be louder than the time thrasher tried to kick it though can it oh, i guess there's a point there yeah make this my fault all right I got, I got the cage open all right i got the cage open but this is uh i think we may need to move quick because this may be alarming to some people no worries, no worries at all. And she quickly goes in and starts gathering up various objects on the desks, stuffing them into her many pockets of her of her pants. I think kind of like while she's doing that, you kind of hear like, hanging around. 
Underground tied up to a pole. See my friends upside down, I don't know. Sasha, get me down from here, man. I already offered, you said no. We're gonna delete that. <laughs> can, can you help me? Can you help me now, bro? I'm just... I cut him down. Oh, oh God. Oh. That was fun for a while, but like thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. And uh once she comes back out of the cage, I'm gonna stick my hand out to introduce myself. Uh hey, I'm I'm Thrasher. Hmm? Ah, oh, I thought you were one of the goblins. That's not a goblin name. Oh, that's right. You took off your hat. Yeah. She was lost in thought when you approached her, and she kind of looks up startled. says, takes your hand in a firm grip. Lyra. Lyra Braddock. But you can just call me Braddock. I'm an artificer and part-time witch. That's more difficult than Lyra. Pleasure to meet you, Braddock. Cubs is right there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he reaches over... Pleased to meet you, Bear. I'm a, a satyr and a part-time bitch. We need to get the fuck out of here, though. I don't see this ending well for us if we don't leave. I assume you're here to free the others, too? Hey, hey, Braddock. Uh, these goblins mentioned that this, this Jimothy guy has some sort of metal on him. Uh, can you give us any more information what's going on here? Ah, oh, I figured you knew. Yeah, something happened a few days ago. It was the night of the Festival of the Stars. Something happened to this mountain. I I just remember my home ended up being safe, but I remember the mountain just shaking violently suddenly. I went outside and I saw these bright lights raining from the sky, just crashing into the ground, causing ferocious impacts all along the mountain. Shortly after, this thing screeching through the sky, smoke trailing from it, slammed into the mountain the strange thing showed up it was just this wooden puppet looking thing that walked on two legs and had well it it had jimothy's stuff he's lived on the mountain for a number of years we don't really talk to each other but he had the same darkened glasses that he always wore and had some of the clothes what could fit on his strange form I was captured shortly after that when I went to investigate. I slept in one of the caves heading up the mountain, getting ready to leave in the morning, and I was captured by a harpy and brought here. He made me attach things to his body. Metal plates for armor. I said I was an artificer. I can build certain gadgets, certain tools. He had me attach these into his body. A crossbow, a hand that can fire off with a chain attached and a winch can pull anyone to you <gasps> Dimrock kind of like has some like realization and runs up towards Brad hey uh Brad my name's Dimrock and look and he reaches into his tunic and pulls out the bomb that he's been carrying this entire time <laughs> and says is this yours what a great time she backs up against the wall she's <laughs> like you brought one of those here I'll keep walking towards her with this. Like, isn't it awesome? Look at this thing. Oh, whatever those are, they fell with the strange lights. That's something that's responsible for what happened here. Oh. That thing is dangerous. Okay, I thought, yeah, it's super cool. And I put it back in my pocket, and I say, what about this? And I present my hand to her, 
and kind of like shoved that weird ring that I found on the severed hand after the explosion on the mountain. Is this yours? She just pushes the hand. I'm just showing her the ring. It's on my hand. Oh, it's on your hand? She. Yeah, the, the hand did yeah. crumble. He kept the ring. Yeah, I put it on. So she takes a look at it. Wow, this is this is really something here. I jerk it back to me. It's mine though. That's a that's a ring of regeneration. But it's it's definitely stronger than one I've seen before. It's got a much bigger stone. I feel like if, if you were just a finger wearing this ring, it'd probably bring you back to life. That's gosh, that's a, such a funny way to put that. <laughs> this is so so this is just a super powerful ring. Normally, if you die, this kind of thing wouldn't help you, but this looks strong enough to maybe even recover you through that. All right, Braddock, well, look. On our way up the mountain, we started messing around with the bombs. One blew up, and then all of a sudden, this ashy, severed hand landed in my lap. And the ring came off of that, and I've put it on now, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm blessed or if I'm cursed. Was the hand bleeding? Yeah, when it landed in my lap, it was just... Like it had just been lopped off a body. She makes a face and she's like, I think you murdered that guy who was wearing that. Oh, shit. I think that's kind of a, a long push to say you took a ring off a hand and you murdered someone. Right? That's a weird thing to say. And we just came up this mountain to and ended up saving you. So you need to watch your tone or you're going to end up back in that cave. Hey, hey, you probably, okay, you probably didn't kill anybody. It's just super powerful regeneration. No, I ring. have killed, no, I have killed people. I'm just not like a murderer. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Don't want to put a label on it. Yeah, just don't say it like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I killed people too. Yeah. Yeah, and you made Jimothy really strong. Oh, I did make him strong, but I'm quite the artificer. And although I could have made it perfect with no imperfections in it, I put some select imperfections in his build. Well, do you think you could help us out with him? You think you could maybe help us take him down? Maybe get some of that stuff off him? Yeah, maybe highlight some of those slight imperfections you kind of mentioned. Absolutely, I can. I want to hold up the photo that I have of him. It was like, here, can you like, can you point to him on here? And I hold up the photo of Jimothy. Like, doing a fucking crime scene like a fucking first 48. (laughs) Do we stab him here? Or do we stab him here? And I'm just like touching different parts of him. I touch his head. Show us on the doll where we should touch the man. We can go get some dolls if we need them. We just gotta get to the airship. But he doesn't look like that now. He's in one of those strange wooden bodies. Huh. I guess they are kind of like dolls. Braddock, what'd you say? I don't like thinking about what has obviously happened to all the dolls on the ship. Wait, the... the, What do you mean? Braddock? Did it did it look like a prefabricated human? Well, it's whatever these things are that well, we need to rescue the people and you'll see what I'm talking about. They're in the next junction over. If we rescue them, you'll see she kind of shivers exactly what happened. Braddock, you know quite a bit for a prisoner. Well, you know, he had no choice. He couldn't turn me into one of those things. They don't have the dexterity to do the work that he needed done on his body. He really didn't have a choice but to keep me kind of happy, treat me better than he does the other prisoners. Lead the way, Braddock. Right, so she's free. It'll all make sense here. You need to be ready for a fight. There's two of these things, those wooden things, guarding the people. 
We could just tell them we'll eat their eggs. They'll probably let us go right through. I'm assuming that's a reference I don't get. I wish I hadn't <laughs> turned out of a turtle. I could have just crawled up there. Now there's one more thing. Did you find my spellbane? The herbs? I had some herbs hidden under my bedroll. Did you find those? Yes, yeah, yeah. I got them right here. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Did you offer it to her? I think we, we split it apart a little bit. I know some other people had some. Yeah, we left most of it back at the cave. No, no, I, I brought it with us. I wrapped it? it up in a little. Oh. But we also had some separately. What, what exactly does this do? It's Spellbane. It makes you resistant to all types of magic, but I have a theory that this could work really well on these doll creatures, like you said. Dolls, dolls, dolls. No! If you just give me that, I'll whip up a potion real quick, and I think it can help us a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here you go. And I hand her the little folded-up satchel of it. We just need to do this quickly. Jimothy will come running if we make a lot of noise. Hopefully the people don't get too excited. And she begins leading the way. You still have the goblins in tow? Yeah. You head a little bit further. You come to the next junction. You do hear little, like, voices. People groaning in pain, possibly, or sickness. And you head down that way. So, are you guys sneaking, or what? Yeah, I think we're kind of following, um... What was her name again? Braddock. That is exactly what I was going to say, Aaron. I think we're kind of following Braddock's lead. You know, if she's sneaky, like, we're going to all... 12 of us sneak behind her. (laughs) Hey, hey, Braddock, do we... Can we we just walk down this tunnel, or do we need to... Have you been down this way? Do you know what's coming? Yeah, the people here, they're not trapped in an iron cage like I was. It's a cage made of bamboo, so it should be a lot easier to get them out. That seems... Why? There's two of these things over here. You'll see them in just a second. And she crouches down and starts moving along the cavern wall. So the rest of you follow suit. Yep. Yes. Do I have to crouch? You don't have to crouch. (laughs) (laughs) You come around a small bend, and you can see into a very dimly lit room. Doesn't seem like the priority is keeping this room well lit. You see a tall bamboo cage stretching from ceiling to floor, and huddled groups, silhouettes, hidden behind it. In front of the cage, you see two lumbering wooden figures standing on two legs, and they just are standing at attention, just completely still. She quickly mixes uh, the spellbane into a a vial that she seemed to already have on her inside of the cage, mashes it up, and turns it into this thick blue liquid. Braddock places her hand on the wall and utters a short incantation. A little mouth appears on the wall, and she leans close to it and whispers a few sentences. Perception check. I won't make you roll. Okay, and what's it say? We're coming to get you. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. She pulls her mouth away and then does a little flicking gesture with her hand, and the mouth just shoots along the wall, cavern wall, and into the the cage. Braddock, those those two centuries there, are those the, the dolls, the creatures? That's them right there. There's more of them right over there, inactive. She gestures towards a, another part of the room, and you see... These large crates stacked on top of each other. One of them's open, and you see all these creepy-looking wooden dolls tumble to the ground. They're much smaller than the ones that you're seeing standing in front of you. They're like actual toy doll size. I want to get Coax and Knox and Thrasher's attention eye to eye and make a gesture to get us all closer together. 
Hey guys, um, I think you know what we gotta do. We need to make our move early. They're pretty slow. They'll react once we get close enough, though. She holds up the vial. Who wants to take the throw? Thrasher reaches his hand out and takes the vial, uncaps it, and raises it up and says, Dolls are creepy. I'm in. And throws it. is your favorite goblin friend Flargobuns. Uh, hope you can understand goblin because that's that, that's that's where I'm coming at you today. So if you understand it, that means you are definitely a goblin. Uh, we thank you for listening to us. Uh, what else do I gotta say? Uh, please like us and rate us on your podcast platform of choice. We would love it if you'd also follow us on Twitter at the DHCast we release every Thursday every Thursday uh, you can listen to us anytime you want though uh, not just on Thursday you can do it on other days as well and as always thanks for listening to us at Discount Heroes where questionable results are guaranteed and uh, I get to be a character now guys right I get to stay go away yeah that was good enough uh, so I get to be a recurring guy I'm gonna yeah, no you'll probably die next episode man sorry it's been fun. Uh, uh, all right. The legend of you will always remember. What was your name? Oh, sorry. Goodbye, Flabbergabber. Flargobuns, the hero. Flargobuns. Yeah. <laughs> it, it rolls off the tongue, right? Frank? Blongum, Blongum. Rick? Rick? Should have gone with Rick. <laughs>